Hey guys, and welcome back to Staying Sane with Andy Jane. It's been over a month since my last episode, and a lot has changed since then. I'm now residing in the United States in Bend, Oregon, as I'm sure some of you know. I've been enjoying the summer over here, but the threat of COVID is still real, and I still get a little freaked out every now and then. In this episode, I interview a guest which is currently residing in the hostel. I hope you enjoy this episode. Born in Toledo, Ohio and now residing in Bend, Oregon, this guest is an artist which specializes in custom mandalas and spiritual symbolism. He began content creation in 2013 and entered an art competition in Grand Rapids in 2016. Previously, he has been a personal trainer, professional athlete, semi-truck driver, server and landscaper, and has even meditated with a Zen Buddhist in a monastery in France. Please welcome to the podcast, Tyler Stevens. Thanks so much, Tyler, for giving up some time um, and willing to be a guest today. Hi, Andy. Thanks for having me. That's so good. So, uh, firstly, how has your 2020 been? Um, it's been pretty crazy for most people in the world. Um, how has it been for you? Uh, yeah, crazy is a good way to put it. Uh, I think we all um, got caught off guard caught off guard by what took place. Um, I'm trying to take advantage of it, though. I Because of the situation in the world, I was actually able to uh, get out of Ohio and have uh, land in Bend, which is a really wonderful thing. Yeah, it's a great place here. I really do love it here. Um, did you, well, how'd you end up in Bend? Uh, I left Ohio June 1st. Uh, I just wanted a new place to live, a new place to set up roots, um, find a better environment for myself creatively, personally. Um, and so I just started traveling the country, uh, went from city to city, anything that seemed interesting. Uh, just to see where I fit, and I passed through Bend almost six weeks ago, and I haven't left. And what's what sold Bend for you? What did you like the most about it? Uh, I think I like the attitude of the people mostly. Um, they're all super friendly, and they respect your boundaries. They respect who you are and what you stand for. Um, so I feel a lot of just a, a mutual respect um, in who I want to be in this world. I also found that there's a really good sense of community here in Bend, not only at the hostel, obviously, but um, uh, at, in the city itself, which is um, very rare in the United States, which is really cool. Sorry about the noise, guys. <laughs> um, so moving on. So you got into the creative side as a coping mechanism um, for depression and anxiety. Uh, what is your experience with uh, these mental health issues and how has getting into art helped? Um, I, th I guess my first profession would be mental health uh, issues or, or dealing with them. Um, depression, I mean, for as long as I can remember, maybe six years old, um, subtly, and then just kept getting worse as time went on. Anxiety on top of that, um, just a real, just no lust for life at all. Um, that went on until I was... I'm 36 now, so 26 or 27. Um, and if I mean, if we're being honest, I really battle with suicidal thoughts like every day. Um, and I was tired of waking up wanting to die, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say out loud. Um, and I decided that I actually had nothing left to lose um, and I could try anything I wanted. So I was living in Denver at the time and what I wanted to do, uh, all I really thought about uh, was just selling all my stuff, quitting my job and just hitting the road. And I just figured, well, what the heck? I mean. This is, this is no way to live anyway with all the mental health, and so let's just, you know, make it happen. Do you do you know uh, how your anxieties, because obviously sometimes it, it it doesn't come on from traumatic experiences or um, or relationships or something like that. 
um, sometimes it is just chemical imbalances. Uh, do you know uh, why uh, this came on for you? Uh, was it anything in particular that set it off? If you if you're okay sharing. Yeah, I mean it's like you said it. It's kind of this cascade of things. There's not like one incident where it's like, oh, that was the moment and this resulted. It seems to be like a really big picture. Like, I think chemical imbalances could have something to do with it. Um, but I also think just society as it stands today isn't very conducive to the health of an individual. Um, and I think a family suffer, and so we learn and pick up some of these traits from our parents who, you know, I think they've struggled in this world too, and they're not perfect. And as children, we take on this stuff and the culture, especially in America, is, is it can be pretty aggressive. And if, though if you're not the, the big, burly, masculine type of guy, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of hard to deal with. It's just very true. It's <laughs> very true. Um, and how has art helped with, uh, with your mental health? Uh, I think art was one of the couple things that really helped, I believe, save my life. Um, I always thought, I mean, I was that guy who, are you an artist? I would say, no, I can't even draw a stick figure. Um, I was that person for sure. Didn't think I had a creative bone in my body. Um, on some level, I knew that creativity, there was some kind of freedom in that. Like, I think a big part with the mental illness and everything is, is so many rules. Like there's so many, there's just rules everywhere. There's signs everywhere. There's things you have to follow. There's social norms and there's social etiquettes and demands from society, demands from our families, like there's so many things that we're like limited by. And I felt like the creative space was like the one place where I could like kind of practice freedom. Um, I hadn't really felt freedom in this world, which, you know, they say America is the land of the free. I, I don't know. It's up for debate. And that's not what this podcast is about. Uh, <laughs> so It's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really just giving myself the space to just create whatever I wanted with no judgments, like no rules. Like there's nothing I had to do, like nowhere I had to be from within the creative space. Um, and just letting myself kind of be like a kid again, just play creatively. Um, it created a small space inside of me that started to heal me slowly over time. That's really, really cool. Um, cause obviously there's so many different things that, um, can help uh, get through mental health for me being in the mountains and doing uh, physical activity is how I get over uh, my mental health issues. Um, other people, it's music and lots of other things. And then for you, it's art. So that's really cool. So do you have any advice or words of wisdom for someone feeling a calling towards uh, coping with their mental health through art? Um, the only advice I really have is, you know, try to really go by the beat of your own drum. Um, like the art that I do, I do these Celtic mandalas and it actually was just a therapeutic thing I did for myself in high school. Like I couldldn't pay attention. I probably have ADD, ADHD. I mean, I don't, I never got tested. It doesn't really matter. I don't think at this point. Um, but just to, just to mentally calm myself in class in high school, I would do these like Celtic doodles. Um, and when I reintroduced myself to creativity, you know, 27, 20 years old, I just, that's actually where I picked up. I started doing the same Celtic doodles just as a way to like calm my mind. Um, I read an article like what you spend your time procrastinating is what you should spend your life doing. Mm -hmm. And that seemed to apply to that situation of just calming myself. Um, and I believe every single person has some kind of creative calling and it's probably not something you would expect because it's so simple. Like best example is some woman in her later life started making little dolls out of dryer lint. 
Wow. There you we know, go. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no rules, um, which I think is the most important part. And it's already in you is, is probably the main advice. Just you got to yep. acknowledge it. And uh, for anyone that does know, um, what what exactly is a mandala? Uh, mandala, mandala, I think some people call mandala, it. I still don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, still, I, I, call them, <laughs> I call them mandalas. Some people call them mandalas, mandalas. I don't think it matters either. Um, it's just like a, a geometric design, usually the shape of a circle. Um, I think Buddhists in particular have been doing it forever. Um, and the way they do it is they'll spend days upon days, maybe weeks, tapping out like almost grain by grain, these incredibly gorgeous, colorful uh, mandalas, mandalas, and then they'll acknowledge it for a moment and then they'll, they'll just erase it. Like they'll spend all this time on something that isn't going to matter in the end. Um, and it's just a geometric pattern that's meant to like, for me, it just calms my mind. Just looking at them, it makes, with mental illness especially, it's, it's things don't make sense. And mandalas, to me, they're geometrical, they're patternized, they... They have an order to them that calm my mind. Yeah. Um, I think that may be what they're meant to do. Yeah. Um, so that kind of leads into the next question as well, is um, how do your emotions affect, uh, affect your artwork? Um, it's really helpful if I'm in a rough patch. Um, a lot of times getting in the, the, the art mode, the creative mode, can help push me through a rougher state of mind. Um and it's, it's very interesting, actually, how it's almost like a, you can process things you can't normally process through language or conversation, all of which very much helps. But I feel like this touches on emotions from like a different level and it helps to process things, um, usually the harder emotions like anger, or frustration or um, bitterness, maybe. Um, it somehow helps you move through that. And then the emotions themselves help push me towards creating art. So they actually work together yeah. in a very symbiotic way. And uh, what is what is next for your art? Is uh, do you want to put it in any studios? Are you trying to like go down a career path with it? What are you wanting to do? Um, or, or are you just doing it just to to like um uh, what's the word like just clear your mind? Uh, yeah, it's actually it's been a big question on my mind too recently. Um, I've done a lot of like little custom mandalas for people. I have a a way that I do like personal um, artwork that's a much larger scale just for my own journey. Um, but I also get a lot creatively and personally out of like doing custom ones for people. Um, they're a little bit smaller, but they're very specific to just kind of the, the feel of a person. Um, and I really want to start branching out into, yeah, making money. I mean, it's the, you know, the eternal artist dilemma of, Mm. or the starving artist like i've been starving for a while uh you know so to speak and i would like to branch out um so i'm gonna try to kind of keep them separate i'm gonna try to have my own personal practice but then also branch out into more commercial um yeah. stickers and to start off and then custom mandalas as well yeah that's really cool so you said um you were doing smaller bits of artwork for other people um how do you do they come with uh, to you for a design or do they do you ask them a little bit about them and then you just draw what you kind of feel like is best for them? Uh, yeah, either one. Um, I, I've done it for friends and family, just kind of pro bono, um, just to get the experience of the smaller mandalas. But I mean, now, I'm, I'm now starting to branch out into custom mandalas. People come to me. And it's almost like um, it's almost like a frequency feeling. I don't know. I can kind of 
the way we sense people, you know, we get certain vibes about people, mm, right? Like yeah. that person's got a weird vibe or that person's got a really great vibe. I want to be around them. Um, the work that I do, it kind of like, it touches on a person's frequency or their vibe, so to speak, which I think is like a good thing for self-knowledge. You can kind of feel yourself better. Um, and then I get to know the person uh, a little bit as well by drawing them. It's sort of like a, a, a energetic portrait. Yeah. It's my way of seeing a person. Um, so they get to see themselves in a different light and then I get to know, get to know somebody in a different way that I might not normally. That's really cool. Cause you, you also do, um, tarot cards as well. Tarot readings, don't you? I do. I, I do. It's a, it's actually my artwork is part of it. Um, what I'm personally moving forward with is tied into, uh, the tarot. And part of what I also want to do is like get rid of some of the stigma around the tarot. There's yep. the ideas of what it's come to represent in popular culture, but then there's the reality of what it's about. Yep. Yeah, because you've explained to me as well that like, I've been very skeptical. I might have a tarot reading sometime soon, but I've been coming from a Christian family as well. Um, uh, I've been very skeptical about tarot, but I'm very much open-minded. You've definitely um, opened my eyes to it a lot more, so I might, cool. might pull the trigger one well, day on know. this. Yeah, for sure. So um, have you always been very spiritual, or have you um, got into this fairly recently? And um, what led you down this path? Obviously, we touched on in the intro that you've spent uh, some time in a Buddhist monastery in France. Um, is that kind of where you went down this spiritual path, or was it uh, before that? Um, yeah, I, I grew up Catholic, but I'm not Catholic. I went to Catholic grade school and high school, mm -hmm. all, all boys Catholic high school. That's what I did as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I was raised in the Catholic world, but I was never baptized Catholic. Um, and so not being Catholic, you're not allowed to do certain things. It's sort of a really popular society. And so I couldn't do first communion. I had to go sit off to the side. Well, on Sundays, I would go to Methodist church and I could take communion. I mean, something as simple as like something as basic and simple as that for a six-year-old is actually a really big deal. Um, I would even go to Lutheran church sometimes with a friend's family. So I kind of had three religions or ideologies like all swirling around between six and nine, nine years old. And even at that age, I noticed these indiscrepancies. Like I can, I can drink the, the grape juice at this church, but I mm. can't, you know, eat the bread at this church. Like what's up with God? Well, you know, it just, I just had so many questions. And so I've always kind of questioned spirituality and religion early on. Um, and a big part of my twenties was spent just studying all the various religions. Like there had to be a common thread that they can't all, like one can't be right and have all these people believe in another one that believes they're right or the, like it didn't make any sense. And so I just kind of wanted to find the common thread in all of them just for me. And uh, part of my journey was seeking out the Buddhist philosophy and the way they approached um, the world and, and this whole idea of, of the world, um, which has definitely helped influence me as well. But I definitely wouldn't say that I'm Buddhist by any means. Yeah. So, so you just call yourself a spiritually enlightened individual? Is that is that a good way of explaining? Uh, I don't know about the enlightened part, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I try to practice what I consider to be a spirituality, like just personally and privately. Um, I mean, finding a community and like getting together for sharing beliefs is like a really cool thing. And in a weird way for me, like this hostels, it's kind of spiritual for me, just in terms of like having like-minded people around who care about. The world and, and nature and really living life to the fullest and working together to make that happen like to me you know i felt almost more spiritually connected just in a very common space like this hostel than i have in the church personally yep. so and that's from just other people's vibes and reading other people i mean yeah like 
I mean, it's as simple as, I guess the, my spiritual mantra is like, just don't be a dick. Like, I mean, I don't know if I can swear on this, but I just, that's fine. Go for it. Yeah. You know, (laughs) bend, I've found kind of like adheres by that principle the best. I mean, to, to, to a degree, you know, it's like everybody just respect each other. Like I am who I am. I'm going to be different than you. Like honor my differences and I'll honor yours. I mean, I'll honor that person's regardless, but I don't know. mutual, Mutual respect, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we kind of touched on this earlier. Um, I don't know if you can uh, expand on it. Do your spiritual and um, artistic sides ever mix? I wrote this down before we, um, before I talked to you just before. So that one's probably, you've already answered that one, which they definitely do mix. Yeah. I mean, all the things that happened in my life growing up, um, spirituality and religion growing up too, definitely actually contributed to my mental illness. Like I think if there's not some kind of concrete understanding of like a higher purpose in this world or a higher i don't want to say a higher being necessarily but some kind of order um just on a spiritual level for an individual it creates a big disharmony yeah and so part of my spiritual process and my creative process has been like realigning the harmony of myself with the harmony of the universe so to speak mm-hmm. so they're definitely like two sides of the same coin in a way yep uh so moving on from the artistic and spiritual side we're just going to touch on a couple more things so um Obviously, you've had quite a long list of um, of work experience that you have had over the few last few years. Um, what has uh, been the line of work that you have enjoyed the most, and why? And then we'll go on to what was what did you least enjoy? Um, actually, I want to say all of them. Like it, weirdly enough, like they all were very different jobs, but they all served a very interesting purpose. Um, like most recently, the you know driving a semi truck, the huge flatbed, eighteen wheeler, like what I learned about myself and that experience was like it's kind of priceless in a way. Um, but it was so much work and it was so much driving and people on the road and Midwest especially it just drove me insane. So I stopped that. Um, and that's kind of the same story for all my jobs. Uh, waiting tables, I love like being professional with, with people and and serving them and providing a good experience, but then you just kind of get burnt out. It becomes too much. And so all the jobs that I've had, um, it's been very much a lot of good, a lot of bad. Um, but I just started working on, you know, these small, just these little mandalas for these stickers. Um, and so far I've maybe worked like six hours in this brand new job that I'm, that, that's being created. Uh, and I've already enjoyed it the most. Um, I think the ultimate dream is to combine what you love doing and making money. Mm. Just so far, the act of creation, not about the money, but just for me, has been the most enjoyable. And do you have a website or anything that if people want to go and check your work out, can uh, have a look? Uh, yeah, it's a uh, different name. Funny, oh, my, my middle name is Alexander. Um, AlexanderStrixArt.com. That's S-T-R-I-X. That's kind of like my creative alter ego. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of... People who go into that creative world sometimes need to create a different persona. Fun fact, Edward Sharp is a creative alter ego. Like Edward Sharp yeah. from Magnetic Zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What's his real name? Uh, Alexander Ebert. There we go. Did not know that. Right? Um, yeah. Both, I mean, both people are great musicians. Yeah. But they're the same person. Um, and so just to kind of create a persona that, because my, my life has so much behind the artwork that I do, it was almost like I, would, I needed to create a new little imaginary person, creative imaginary person to push my art so to speak yeah um and that's that is uh alexanderstrixart.com 
Awesome, cool. It's kind of like the whole Banksy thing as well. Banksy very much is probably an alter ego to to the actual person. Yeah, mostly just like Madonna, you know, Banksy, Banksy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. So um, I uh didn't actually write this question down, but um, so you've been to France. Um, what other places have you been to in the world? How many countries have you visited? What have been some of your favorite? Um, what made you go to France? Was it the this Buddhist monastery? Yeah, kind of. I haven't, most of the traveling I've done, I've been all over the U.S. Um, I'm part of my pedigree was a pro- professional athlete. I played uh, professional handball, um, the one that's like racquetball. Yeah. Um, for a few years, uh, hit number 14 in the world. It's a pretty cool experience. Wow. Uh, Shit, so I've been, cool. been all over the major cities and the countries. Um, biggest drawback to that one, just to touch back on that, was I wasn't doing it for me. I was doing it for somebody else, and that's not fair to either of us. Um, but France was actually more of a spiritual journey. Um, I, I've always loved France and the wine and the cheese, um, even the films I would watch. But I, I needed a place that I, I felt sort of I, that I could feel safe, and I hadn't found that in America, actually. Um, and Thich Nhat Hanh, who's the second most famous Buddhist monk. Have you heard of him? Uh, yeah, I have. Oh, yep. Most people I don't. Know. I don't. I don't know too much about him, but I have. I have heard about him. Uh, he was in exile in France, started a monastery, and I felt like this this guy who's written so many books and probably brought in millions of dollars um, for his monastery, but still lived in like a shack in the woods and had some like 1960s alarm clock and <laughs> like had no need for money. Um, I just I wanted to be in a space like that. I mean, I couldn't find everything in America. I mean, money's great and all, but it seems like everything is just is it about the money, like everything that everybody does, and I, I needed a space to breathe from that. Um, but travel-wise, honestly, Bend is, has been my favorite place um, that I've found. Bend is definitely up there for me yeah. as well. I'd say it's my top three. Um, just a couple more questions before we finish up. Um, I know we aren't meant to have regrets. I'm sure, like, given your kind of outlook on life, you probably don't have any regrets. Um, and regret is probably not the best way to word this. But um, what has been your biggest regret that you wish you've done so far? Not regret, but maybe what is something that you wish you had done and haven't managed to do So at, at the age of 36? Um, you know, probably... Yeah, regret is a tough word. Um, I try. I used to dwell a lot in regret. Uh, I think that actually goes with anxiety and depression. It's kind of focusing on what what isn't or what couldn't be. Yep. Or what wasn't. For sure. As opposed to the reality of what is. That that's a big part of it. Um, but we all still play that game. My, my I guess mine's athletically actually. I, I wish I was like fourteen or fifteen. Uh, I wanted to be in the Tour de France. Like I was such a cyclist. So cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, or, or even like handball. Like I wish. I wish I would have had the, the courage and the fortitude to like really do what it took to be as best as I could. I definitely didn't reach my potential. Um, it's like little things like that where you really had an opportunity. Like I could have been a, probably a, like a pro gamer too for Halo when it first came out forever ago. Like little things like this that you just don't didn't seem to have the courage at the time um, to just to really just go after and just choose something and make it happen. Do your best. I always just I always was so afraid to just try as hard as I could because I was so afraid to fail. And maybe that's specifically that thought right there of like not trying out of the fear of failure, no matter what it was, like I wish I would have pushed harder sooner, so to speak. Yeah. Just gone for it, you know? Yeah. So 
And uh, what are your plans for the rest of the year? Um, so obviously it sounds like you really want to stay in Bend for at least uh, the foreseeable future. Um, and where do you see yourself in 10 years? Uh, rest of the year, I think all of us are still wondering what, what that's going to be. Yeah. Um, but per, mostly I, I do want to get settled in the Bend. I, I want to find some roots here, um, keep building the sense of community that I'm discovering, um, keep making new friends, meeting really cool people. Um, that's probably first step. Um, future, I really want to just really get my, my creative message out there, get my artwork out there. I do some writing as well. I'd love to get published. Um, I mean, really create the life that I am more and more starting to feel like I deserve. Um, it's taken a lot of, a lot of time just to get to that point, but, um, and then, and keep sharing with the world or anybody I come across that anything they think is possible can happen. I really believe that. Sounds a really good plan, and I think you're completely right there as well. So, um, yeah, that uh, that's everything. So, thanks very much again. I really do appreciate um you taking out some time. Some sometimes these podcasts aren't easy, especially opening up about some like personal things. Um, and I really do appreciate. I'm sure the listeners do appreciate as well because it makes for a really good uh really good listening, whether people are driving in the car or going for a run or something as well. So, yeah, thank you very much, and um. Yeah, all the best for the rest of the year. I'm really glad I've met you and excited to hang out with you for the next few months while I'm still here. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Thanks for the platform. It's great. No, not a problem. And uh, make sure you check out his website, guys. Uh, he is uh, he does some really good artwork. I'll see if I can um, take a photo and post it in the comments on Facebook or something so you guys can see what he does. So, yeah, thanks. Thank you.